I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. And this is Asking for a Friend. A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories. Where every week we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Welcome to Asking for a Friend. I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. This is our final episode of season one. Can you believe that? I know. It's been a long road. A lot has happened life-wise yes. and <laughs> in the podcast. I think we've learned learned and grown through these recording sessions yeah. and hopefully are better podcasters. I uh, think so. More eloquent for it. So. <laughs> I'm used to the microphone being in front of me now. Yes. That was something that took a little getting yes, used to. Yes, for sure. For sure. Can you tell me about your journey being involved in this podcast over the last six months or so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just to recap a little bit, like we started talking about it earlier this year, started hashing over the idea of it and trying to figure out what it would be. And I think uh, it's it's been really good. It's been fun to talk to our friends and everything, yeah. but I think we're still trying to figure out kind of what it can be, what it will be. Yeah. Um, still want something very story-based, but I think overall it's been a good journey. And I think it's uh actually caused a, a couple of relationships to go deeper in my life. Um, yeah. So I kind of struck up a deeper friendship with Alex Hayden because awesome. of it, which has been great. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been really good. How about you? How has it impacted your life? How has it transformed your life at this point? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been cool to hear the stories of my friends that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Like I've been friends with Josh for years. I've been friends with Katie for years. And they told some things that I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. And it's cool as a friend to get to those points where you start discovering new things about the people around you. Yeah. And I love that the questions that we've been asking here are doing that for our friendships, mm-hmm. whether it's those people that we just met, like a lot of the guests, like some were new to me, some were new to you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we all learned something about each other. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. you learned just as much about Katie as I learned in that day. And I've known her for years. Right. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been one of my favorite parts of this yeah. podcast journey. So looking back on our podcast journey, so to speak, <laughs> we've talked a lot about faith, yeah. a lot about creativity. Yeah. I think I've commented a couple of times how, hey, this seems like it's become kind of a faith and creativity totally. podcast. Yeah. Which is a very Nashville thing. It, it is seems. a Nashville thing. And I think that's cool, though. There's space for that here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm just wondering, kind of in that same vein, what are some areas that you have felt challenged in your creativity and in your faith since we've been doing the podcast, either by guest or outside yeah. of that in your normal everyday life? Yeah. I mean, this is my first podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally honest. Never recorded a podcast, been mm-hmm. on a podcast before. So this whole thing has been a learning experience in figuring out how to produce a piece of content that I've never created mm-hmm. before with all the resources I have available. So I love the creative side of like, okay, how are we going to set up the room and how are we going to set up all the chairs and who should start talking first and what mm-hmm. questions should we run through? Like, it's been cool to sort of curate conversations in a way that's, it's very organic, definitely. Mm-hmm. But there's that creativity that's kind of driving it of, oh, there's something that I can discover here. Mm -hmm. And that's been the fun part of the creative process is figuring out how to discover that thing. Yeah. So 
how to discover the gold nugget yeah, at the exactly. bottom of the well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what I've noticed is a lot of times you work on a guest for a little bit and you ask them a few mm. questions and then you get to like the gold mine question mm-hmm. where something in them just sparks and they have this magnificent story to tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I've noticed that on our with a lot of our guests. Is there someone whose story just stood out to you and you've really related to oh, or has changed your heart? Um, that's a great question. To be totally honest, I was going back and listening to some episodes mm-hmm. at like one and a half speed on yeah. the way over here just to kind of refresh yeah. myself. We've had a lot of great guests and yeah. a lot of great friends. I mean, honestly, they're not just guests as in like a sterile traditional sense of a podcast guest. It's really truly our friends yeah, that really honored us with their stories. So yeah. I think um, I really liked Tate's episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's just such a cool guy and yeah. has such a good outlook on life he does i guess just very optimistic mm-hmm. not in like a happy-go-lucky way but like in a realistic way yeah and i think a lot of his story about creativity and kind of where he came from growing up in middle of nowhere oklahoma yeah. and yeah ohio, ohio. sorry tate <laughs> if you're listening i got the wrong o state in there <laughs> immediately I knew I was wrong because I, so I'm starting to do walks through my neighborhood every morning just to get in a better mental headspace. And I walk by this car that's parked on the street and it says Ohio and it says Van Wert on the license plate. I'm like, Hey, I know a guy from there. Yep. So that's funny. Yeah. Shout out Van, Van Wert. Van, Van Wert, Wert, Ohio. Yeah. W-U-R-T. I that's think. That's awesome. U or O. Either way, Tate, you can let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tate was an awesome guest. And that was one of yeah. our first episodes and we were still learning how mm-hmm. to do this. But the flow of that, it just felt so good to have that first conversation and like click with our guest. One, because he's our friend. So it wasn't yeah. hard to have a conversation with him. But finally getting something recorded yeah. and something tangible to be like, oh, this is what this podcast is going to sound like. Yeah, That was sure. so exciting. <laughs> for sure. What's something that stuck out from that first episode for you, like content wise Mm. or thematically? So we talked a lot about mental health and creativity, Mm -hmm. and that was totally the highlight of that episode. And if that's something that interests you, you should go and listen Mm -hmm. to, I think it's episode two of our first Mm -hmm. season. But Tate goes into how to have a healthy headspace when you Mm -hmm. are in a creative field or you're creating things. Because in modern culture, it's really common to get so emotionally invested in -hmm. in your whole identity wrapped up in your creative endeavor Mm -hmm. um, where it becomes an unhealthy cycle. And I think Tate really touched on a a way to separate that. Mm -hmm. That was really healthy and kind of get back to, you know, I need to (laughs) wake up on time every morning Mm -hmm. and brush my teeth and eat the right meal and go to therapy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, you know, take the medication that's going to take care of my body. Mm -hmm. Um, Those kinds of things. And, getting to those practical things of having a healthy mental attitude while you're being creative. I think that Mm -hmm. was so helpful and I really needed to hear myself for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So going off of the sort of this tangibility thing that Tate talked about Mm -hmm. doing the daily things to keep yourself healthy. We talked about that a little bit with Josh Schiffman. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we're recording this episode, that episode is not out yet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at the time of the release, you'll be able to go listen to it and hear from our friend Josh. Mm -hmm. But he he talks about how you should write down your goals, Mm -hmm. the power of writing things down and using that to give yourself a vision for moving forward. Mm -hmm. Because I think with what Tate was saying, a lot of times you're in your head 
and you have all these great ideas and your identity's invested in it and your heart's invested in it and mm-hmm. you blow it up into this thing and then you're disappointed and you're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you write the things down and make it a step-by-step like practical goals, what can I do today to get to where I want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. What can I do this week to get to where I want to be in 10 years? Like, mm-hmm. what are those things? How can I look at that every day and do those things? Mm-hmm. I loved Josh's point on the practical and and creativity. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think we've talked a lot about in this podcast is mm-hmm. like we go beyond the emotions and talk about yeah. the practical. Yeah, for sure. Is there any been anything practical that you've changed in your life since we've been having these conversations with our friends? I think I'm really trying to be more disciplined. Mm. Um, Alice talked a lot about discipline and the value of hard work and discipline, especially in her youth as she was growing up on a farm. And that's always been something that's like, ah, I need to be more disciplined. But it's really like, I feel like I'm hitting this point in my life where I'm like, no, this is important. Mm -hmm. I have to choose to do things that will create the person I want to be 10 years from now. I can't just let it happen. I have yeah. to take a look at my life and say, what needs to go? What needs to be added? Yeah. What needs to stay with the end goal of who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And that doesn't happen without discipline. Right. So I think if anything, like I just, I mentioned a few minutes yeah. ago, morning walks, like that's yeah. something I'm doing, just taking a, a half hour walk around my neighborhood every morning, mm-hmm. right after I get up, just to spend time with God and pray and be out in nature. Yeah. Well, as much nature as West Nashville can provide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, it's still outside. It's you can still, come to our side of the city. Yeah, it is. It it's is beautiful pretty over, over here, here between the lakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think just adopting simple habits that other people who are much smarter, much more mature than me, who've lived way better lives than yeah. me, um, have adopted in their lives and. Yeah. It can be as simple as taking a walk around your neighborhood. It can be as simple as having a meal with a friend every week or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's probably how my life has changed the most through some of this interaction. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of becoming that person that you want to be. And we talked with Cody a bit about how in the romantic side Mm -hmm. of things like you want to become the person that the person you want to be with wants to be with yeah see if you can say that 10 times fast (laughs) but it's just this idea of of if you feel like you want to be around different people or better quote unquote Mm -hmm. better people or a different community like you have to start becoming Mm -hmm. that thing like if you're sitting at the bar every night drinking Mm -hmm. and you're wishing that you were an executive at a company or you wished you owned your own company, Mm -hmm. you have to start somewhere. And that starts with yourself. (laughs) And that starts with leaving the bar. Honestly, I don't know who needed to hear that, but like, I feel like sometimes that's the hardest thing is like getting up from the bar (laughs) and walking out. Um, Now here's a question that may be, maybe a little (laughs) darker, deeper than, you know, we've been talking, but it's something I know I've gone through. What happens when you're the guy at the bar or when you're in that situation mm-hmm. and you have no heart left to get up. Yeah. You just, you're so beat down that you're like, I want that, but I don't know if I have it in me. Yeah. What then? Yeah. That's a good question. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's a question I've asked myself a lot lately, if I'm being yeah. completely honest. And 
Katie talked about some of her loss and Molly talked about some of her loss as well. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a lot of grief or you're mourning either a person or a situation or a mm-hmm. relationship or whatever it is. And you don't have the energy to get up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, as funny as it sounds, like how do you eat an elephant? Mm. One bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what it feels like is mm-hmm. it feels like you have this elephant in front of you that you have to conquer. And mm-hmm. sometimes getting out of bed or walking out your front door feels like that. I know mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that sometimes, mm-hmm. but it is just like getting up, putting it down, getting up, putting some clothes on, mm-hmm. going outside opening your laptop to do that thing you've been meaning to do Mm -hmm. or sending that card to your mom that you've been meaning to send. But it's really those small things. Like I feel a lot of times when I feel like, okay, I I really don't want to get up. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. because I've let 10 things pile on Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh, I have to pay this bill and I have to run that errand Mm -hmm. and I have to go talk to this person and I have to make this phone call that I really don't want to make where all those things together feel like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I have to start somewhere. Yeah. Like if I do one thing, if I do the laundry, I'll feel so much better. I can't tell you how much better I feel after the mm-hmm. laundry's done. Mm-hmm. It changes my whole attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I can edit this video. <laughs> um, but that's been huge for me. Yeah. What about you when you're when you don't know if you can take another step? Man, that's been kind of a, a changing for me, I think, because... Mm-hmm. In my 20s, it was like, oh, well, I just have all kinds of boundless energy. And if I just need to go do something else, I'll just stay up later. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'll stay up till midnight, whatever. I can sleep when I'm old. <laughs> and now I'm, you know, going to sleep be, when I'm yeah, dead. <laughs> exactly. That was the mentality. And I had yeah. this unhealthy cycle of like work, 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 burn out, work, 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 yeah. burn out. And I would be super sick for like a week and then I would feel great for 24 hours and then just jump back in and just keep doing the same thing over and over. And, you know, I'm at the point in my life where that doesn't work for me. That didn't work for me before. I can't do that. And as somebody who has traditionally defined himself by a role, Mm -hmm. by a work, that has been a difficult process to go through. And just when you think you are through it, there's more of that that you have to get out of your life. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad to, you know, be proud of your work and to take some of your identity from your work. But when your entire self revolves around whether or not, you know, you're able to make the right transitions during uh, Sunday service, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's not it's not great. Yeah. So I think for me, what I'm realizing is I have limited bandwidth it's kind of like a wallet. Like there's only so much you can stuff in a wallet. Yeah. You can either keep stuff and stuff in there and have it overfilled and you can't stick it in your back pocket or you can't stick it in your purse. And you're just struggling to manage this thing Yeah. when you need to just take the time to sit down and go through it and figure out, okay, what belongs, what doesn't belong, Yeah. what stays, what do I need to add in? And that's really what I've been doing a lot lately is just intentionally spending time in the presence of God just yeah. calming my heart, calming my mind, calming my soul and trying to figure out like what needs to stay, yeah. what needs to go. So yeah, it's been, I think ultimately that quieting my soul and mm-hmm. being okay with the quiet is where I have started. And when I'm feeling stressed or on the edge of burnout, that has really helped me just yeah. slowing down and recentering myself in the presence of God. Yeah, so that's a huge one. Yeah. 
So we have talked a lot about faith on this podcast Mm -hmm. and maybe we have some listeners that are not Christians Mm -hmm. and don't really understand how faith and creativity can come together or Mm -hmm. faith and mental health can come together in your life. How have you seen your faith be active in what you're doing, whether that's this podcast or your work and how would you maybe encourage Mm -hmm. somebody that's like a little turned off from it? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know for me, I was really burnt out of church, Mm -hmm. like burnt out to the point where like, I didn't want to spend time with God because Mm -hmm. it just reminded me of all those church people that hurt me. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of my like beginnings in Nashville was, was Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too close because I don't want these people in my business Mm -hmm. because if they're in my business, they're going to hurt me again. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it's totally valid if you came out of some of those bigger Mm -hmm. church situations. I'm not going to name any of them, but I was in one of those big church Mm -hmm. situations and like coming out of that so burnt out. And I don't Mm want to be involved with anybody that's in full-time ministry. I don't want to go to church all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to serve on the team. I found community with the people that were closest to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it came to spending time with the Lord. And I know that there are people that go through seasons where sometimes church isn't the thing that is the best. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's the thing that is the most triggering Mm -hmm. and one of the more destructive things when it comes to someone's relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I think that community becomes so vital. Mm -hmm. And even like in the Bible, it talks about how church has to happen in the home Mm -hmm. and that starts with your family. And then that goes out to your neighbors. And then beyond that, like you find the local church. Mm But I think we've skipped our neighbors <laughs> mm-hmm. and we've skipped our friends a lot. And I hope that this podcast can kind of be that sort mm-hmm. of hand to hold Mm-mm. in those moments of, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to participate, but I know that there's a truth. I know that mm-hmm. God is here and I know that he loves me. Like, where do I access that? Yeah. And I think it's just with the people that are next to you. <laughs> and maybe it's listening to this podcast like, hey. Like God does love you and he does care about you and he does want a relationship with you. And it's okay to not know what that means or what that is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think even when you say like God wants a relationship with you immediately, I think of, you know, the nineties mega church pastor thumping a Bible and repent, you gotta, you gotta believe in Jesus. And it's like, there's so much imagery just bound up in just so much Christianity, so much mm-hmm. pop theology and all that imagery that's just bound up in all of our imaginations. Yeah. And it's so easy to go there. Um, I think in my own life, it's just been a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Like so much of faith in our context, whether subconsciously or consciously, it's communicated as a, you have to do this right now. Yeah. You have to be at this point right now. You have to, when you, you know, get saved, you have to attend church for the rest of your life and you have to be the most faithful, enduring Christian there is out there. You have to volunteer. Like there's all these check boxes and it's unsustainable. It's unhealthy. It's not the way that Jesus meant it to be, I think. It's very much a relationship. And until you quiet your soul, until you quiet your mind, yeah. and are comfortable with working through some of the things that come up yeah. when you're quiet, I don't really think you're going to find really the person of Jesus 
and you're not really going to deeply abide with him spiritually. And that's important. I think for anybody that's listening out there that might feel like, you know, well, it's always been shoved down my throat. It's like, Mm. well, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not fair to you. (laughs) That's not fair. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to literally be a plate of the best food you can imagine on the table and it's offered to you. Yeah. And you can choose to take it or you can choose not to take it. Yeah. And that's it. It's an olive branch. That is what grace is. Yeah. And I think it's important to just sit with that. Yeah. Making a decision immediately that holds that much weight is not a good thing for anybody. Mm-hmm. Making a decision because your friends all go to church, deciding to follow or not to follow or mm. whatever, that has to be your decision. You can't make it because somebody is yelling at you from a stage or because yeah. of the emotion of the moment. Mm-hmm. That's another important thing. Don't make life decisions in the emotion of a moment. Yeah, Emotions are important, but you have to digest those too. That's so. huge. So that's kind of been my approach to it lately is even in the middle of like, you know, church contexts, finding a way to just ground myself in the present. Yeah. Find peace in the present. And yeah. 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 That's cool. Kind of a wandering answer there. No, that was a great That's answer. what's been going on in my heart that's and mind lately. So. <laughs> I'll throw this curveball at you. Um, what do you think of celebrities and faith? Because I know there's a lot of that going on, like. Kanye's loves the Lord and put that album out a couple years ago. And Justin Bieber's like all in with Hillsong and uh, Shia LaBeouf is like Roman Catholic now. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's actually a beautiful story. I recommend reading it. That seems like something Shia LaBeouf would do. (laughs) But it's it's really interesting because I've noticed this sort of callback to tradition when Mm. it comes to people in the celebrity realm finding faith. Like a lot of it isn't, well, let's go to the coolest, most contemporary church. A lot of it's like, I'm going to go to a Latin mass mm-hmm. and experience God that way, which I find really interesting because I think there's a lot of art in that. And a lot of like, you it's see, you expression. see a lot of God yeah. in art. And I think it comes full circle with the creativity thing that we've been talking about because mm-hmm. creativity for me is an expression of my faith. Mm-hmm. And it has been that way for hundreds of years on earth is like mm-hmm. the most creative things that are going on are people of faith. And mm-hmm. only in the last couple hundred years has that changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think <laughs> about all of that oh, and the well, sort of celebrity pull to become I'm, a person of faith? I don't know. I'm in no way going to judge their faith or yeah. where they're coming from. Um, everybody experiences God differently yeah. and I mean, that's great. I'm glad they yeah. found value in that. And I think it's, it's huge to help show people at large that, you know, there's something real here. Yeah. Um, I think there's just a chaos to society and culture right now mm-hmm. that is exhausting to yeah. the soul. Yep. And everybody finds respite for that in some way. I think the best respite for that is Jesus. Um, and maybe it's a Latin mass mm-hmm. or maybe it's, you know, a really, really good Sunday church service. Um, Whatever it is, I think it's important to just lay down any preconceived notions about who these people are Mm. and what they need. Yeah. Just because you see a magazine article about them or a clickbait link about them means absolutely nothing. They are people with 
emotions and families. Mm -hmm. They could be walking by you in the street. They probably won't. They're probably flying on their private jets. <laughs> but hey, more power to them if right? they if they have the ability <laughs> to do that. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to notice what the people are doing who are in the most chaotic places in the mm -hmm. world. Because you either have people who tend to have people who go towards more of the chaos and try to find more and more of life in that, mm. which ultimately ends up netting death right. if you really take it to the extreme with a lot of that. Or you have people who seek life, who seek peace. Mm. And it seems to be the people who seek life, seek peace, are the ones that don't necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily looked at as the badasses. They're not looked mm -hmm. at as like, oh, they're the people that have something serious to contribute. It's like, oh, they kind of went off the deep end. But this guy over here who's um, yelling and just screaming. yelling and screaming, singing all kinds of filthy things, like yeah. he's the guy you want to follow. And it's mm. like, well, okay, let's take a step back and figure out, am I trying to follow a trend or am I trying to find life? Like, right. where's the path there? Yeah. So no judgment on any celebrity yeah. who finds Jesus or, or whatever. <laughs> or whoever else. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. It's it's really just, I think we're all searching for truth and yeah. you have to honor that. Ridiculing anybody's path towards that, however winding it may be or however mm -hmm. direct it might be, is not going to create the kind of person that yeah. anybody wants to have in their circle. I think that's <laughs> to be bluntly a phenomenal honest. answer. So, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's awesome. I think that understanding the humanity in people mm -hmm. of power or celebrity status, like those people are just as broken as we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge to get to that place where you're like, okay, like everybody's just a human. <laughs> like yeah. There's nobody here that has special powers that is better than me for any reason. Like mm -hmm. we're all just humans and we're all trying to do our best and be happy. And I think it's cool to hear stories like that of lives that are changed of these mm -hmm. big celebrities. But I think it's even almost more special when it's one of these conversations and it's mm -hmm. like your close friend who went through something that's sharing their story because there's a level of vulnerability that I think you don't get anywhere else. I think it breeds life. Yeah, it's the dinner table conversations. Yeah. It's the, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? I haven't talked to you in a while yeah. sort of thing. And that's where life is really lived. That's yeah. where community really is. So I would encourage everybody listening right now to just think of somebody mm -hmm. that you haven't seen in a while, you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe you saw them yesterday. Somebody that's on your heart, yeah. that's on your mind, text them, call them, have a meal with them. Yeah. Do something that creates space for the conversations that need to happen. Yeah. And sometimes all it is is creating space. So don't yeah. be afraid of the awkward silences because sometimes in those spaces, that's when people really feel like they are most loved or that they can be vulnerable. Yeah. And I say that to myself just as much as anybody else because yeah. man, I hate awkward silences, <laughs> but I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, this has been an awesome episode. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed talking about all the things that we've learned yeah. um, through this podcast. Do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on or add? Yeah, so season two, we're still kind of figuring out what that's yeah. going to look like. We really love the format of talking to people about their stories, keeping it basic, 
nothing super fancy. We don't really do sound effects here. No. No. <laughs> I don't think that's the style of this no, podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so we're still trying to figure out what that looks like. We're trying to hone in on a more specific direction as mm-hmm. far as how the content structure and yeah. what that's going to be. So we're looking to do something in the new year, though, in yeah, 2023. Um, so keep following us on Instagram and check the website for updates and uh, we'll have something on there. Yeah. And if you want to be involved in any way, reach out to us. Like we are open to collaboration and experimentation and mm-hmm. growth. So mm-hmm. if you have a podcast network and are looking for a podcast, yeah, exactly. <laughs> feel free to reach out. Exactly. Uh, but other than that, like we just enjoy doing this. We yeah. really enjoy talking with our friends. It's cool to have maintained this friendship with you, Josiah, mm-hmm. over the last almost a year since mm-hmm. we've not been working together at yeah. the same company. And yeah. I think that's awesome. Like, I feel like we're better friends yeah, because of this. Sure. And sure. I hope that this can inspire other people and mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to go and dive deeper into the people that are around them. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the first season of Asking for a Friend. I'm Aspen. I'm Josiah. And we will see you on season two. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to Asking for a Friend. We hope to bring you insightful conversations and inspire you to ask challenging questions. You can find us on Instagram at friends4podcast or at our website, friends4a.com. That's friends4a.com. What have you enjoyed about this podcast? Let us know in the comment section. Leave us a rating or review so that more people can find us. And until next time, thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend.